We are bombarded with all kinds of messaging in media every day. Who's the hottest artist? What's the latest trend in social media? What massive tweet will change the civic or religious landscape? What's the next in thing? Messaging's not so bad if we keep it in perspective. And that's what we're going to do right now, today. Keep life in perspective as we listen intently for God's message so all the others will make sense. Welcome to Message Daily with your host, author, speaker, L. David Harris. Peace and blessings, listening friends. We know that you could have chosen to spend your time doing any one of a number of things, but I'm excited that you have chosen instead to invest some of it with us. This is L. David Harris. I am your host, and this is Message Daily, where we give you God's word for just about 15 minutes every single morning the Lord gives, and I'm delighted to be able to run with you. Hopefully you are enjoying your morning thus far. For many of you, it is Sabbath. And others, I know that uh, because you're ahead of the time uh, where I am, that you will have already enjoyed the Sabbath hours. Uh, Thank you for joining us. I'd like to ask you to please do something for me when you have an opportunity. Please leave an honest review and rating concerning the program. And that way more people can have access to it. It will increase visibility and people will know that God has been doing something wonderful in your life as a feature of his word. And they can envision that he will do the same for them. Okay. Leave an honest review and rating when you have an opportunity. Let's go ahead and pray and get started. Father in heaven, thank you for giving us the privilege of opening your word again today. Uh, Thank you for uh, the way marks that you have set so we can know that Jesus Christ is near. Uh, But thank you also for the ancient history that you have shown in your word and how it fits into your grand plan of salvation. I'm asking you to please teach us humility. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen again. I remember when I was young, there was a song that we used to sing, Humble Me, when I was a little boy in grade school. We used to sing, Humble Me. And then we would say, Oh, well, well, humble me and let me do thy will. Humble me and let me do thy will. So it's a blessing to know that God is willing to give us humility. And I know that sometimes it's a fearful thing if you want to say God is humbling you. And as I have said to you in the past, a pastor, I heard a pastor say, I don't want God to humble me because that means something bad has happened. Well, I don't know. All I want to say is that it's better to fall into the hands of God who knows what it takes to bring me into the fold of of love, the fold of fellowship into his family so that we can all be saved. And so, yeah, sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's even painful. But if God is for us, who can be against us? And so uh, this is going to be part number 25 in, you know, in that discussion, part number five in our de- devotional series titled Life Lessons from the Book of Daniel. And today's topic, again, is from pride to humility, from pride to humility. And we are really following the testimony of Nebuchadnezzar. And yes, I did say testimony because, listen, 
We have read all kinds of things about him being so proud and setting himself up against God and and in and threatening and intending to kill some of God's people. And yet at the same time, yet at the same time, we can see that God had his hand on Nebuchadnezzar's life. And as a feature of that, we can see where God was able to humble him at the appropriate time so that, so that he could be saved. I know that's strange. Maybe you've not ever heard about this. Maybe you never realized that he, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, wrote the book of Daniel chapter four, if you want to say wrote. And uh, yeah, well, this is a day that you will learn something wonderful about God's grace. There are world leaders that maybe you think are unreachable. And I said you, not God, you, not the Holy Spirit. Sometimes people write others off as though there's no way for that person to be redeemed. But the Bible teaches us in the story of Nebuchadnezzar that he can reach out to all kinds of people. And if we will surrender our will to him, he can save us. And so what I'm going to do now is just read from Daniel chapter 4. That's the book of Daniel chapter 4, and I will read verse 3. Daniel chapter 4, and I will read verse 3. And the Bible reads, how great are his signs. Well, who's speaking? Nebuchadnezzar. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And I should have emphasized his. Let me read it again. Let me read it again. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom, did you get that? His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. Pardon me. So the blessing here is that Nebuchadnezzar is finally in a position where he can he can respond favorably to the God of heaven. There have been times that he verbalized that God is good and that he's the the one who is powerful and and so forth. But now, finally, after uh, seven years, seven years of training, if you want to call it, but it was God really humbling God, humbling Nebuchadnezzar's pride. After seven years of training and God coming close to him, and, and it was a precarious situation. It was very difficult. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar had to go through a trial that I would never want to go through. But after that was all over, it seems that the, the trial and the training had met its target. And what was that target? To bring an awareness and an appreciation of God into the mind of the proud king, Nebuchadnezzar. And so now we can see that Nebuchadnezzar is ha taken a, has taken a worshipful approach to the entire discussion because, because God's wonders are indeed mighty. His kingdom is indeed everlasting. His dominion is from generation to generation. And this is no mere assent to truth. It's really now given in contrast to the way that Nebuchadnezzar had seen himself before. As God gave him the uh, dream concerning all of the successive world empires that mattered in that context and then showed that God's kingdom would supplant all of them. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar as the one at the top of the, the, the image that God had showed him in a, in a dream. He, Nebuchadnezzar, tried to make it seem as if, as if his kingdom would never end, even though God told him successive uh, 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 successive um, inferior kingdoms would take over from each other 
And then, and then the one true kingdom that matters, the one, the kingdom of God himself, the one God who created us, he would finally take over. And the image was, was stricken at the feet and then ground to powder by by the stone that was cut out of the mountain miraculously without hands, which represented the kingdom of God. And so now Nebuchadnezzar knows that even though he wanted to erect an idol to himself and to make it seem as if his kingdom would last forever, the Bible teaches us that God showed him what? That God's kingdom was everlasting. God showed him that God's dominion was from generation to generation. God showed him that his wonders are mighty even to the point of humbling the pride of a king who thought he had absolute power. We're going to share something else with you. Pride has been called the first sin. It is first made manifest in Lucifer, an angel of the courts of heaven. Thus God says through Ezekiel, thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. How many times, friends, has God given us blessings and then we re somehow uh, take the blessings that he's given us and made them uh, matters of worship, where we worship the blessings rather than the blessing giver? Well, that's what happened with Lucifer, strangely, and, and, and we still don't know how that happened. If we gave an answer for how that happened, we would excuse sin. But it says here that thy beauty was corrupted and thy wisdom was corrupted because of thy brightness. I, meaning God, will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings, then they may behold thee, that they may behold thee. Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 17. And so God is good enough that he uh, gave us an example of what not to do. What not to do. This is what we must not do. We should run away from pride because in this example, we see exactly what the Bible says, that God resisted the proud. He brings them down to the ground. But those who are humble, the Bible says that God will lift them up. Pardon me. Pride leads to Lucifer's fall. Remember, he's the one that was called the son of the morning. He's named after God in a sense, because if you think about it in the book of Malachi, Malachi, the Bible says that that teaches us that God is, is the son of righteousness. And of course, in this case, we're talking about Jesus Christ. God, the son is the S-U-N of righteousness. And so if Lucifer is the son, S-O-N, of the morning, you can see how closely aligned uh, Lucifer's identity was with the one who created him. After all, the Bible says that Jesus created all principalities and powers, whether thrones or dominions, right? He created them all. Okay, and so pride leads to Lucifer's fall, and now he instills pride in men, thus leading them to, to be against God. And so go down a path toward destruction. We are fallen human beings, dependent upon God for our, our existence. Any gifts we have, any things that we accomplish with those gifts come only from God. Hence, how do we dare to be proud and boastful or arrogant when in reality, humility should dominate all that we do? It takes a long time for Nebuchadnezzar to understand the importance of humility. 
even the appearance of the fourth man in the fiery furnace, of course, we talked about that uh, several days ago, does not change the course of his life. Only after God takes away his kingdom and sends him to live with the beasts of the field does the king recognize his true status. What is his true status? His true status is a steward. It's a steward. He's a steward of all that God had given him. He's a steward. He's uh, entrusted with power, but the power is limited. It is not eternal. God is the only one with eternal power. And can you imagine what kind of work uh, uh, and kind of, of mission that Nebuchadnezzar could have fulfilled had he kept in his mind who the true and living God was? Think about it. God is the one who handed the children of Israel into Nebuchadnezzar's hand under Jehoiakim. And, and, and it would have been wonderful if, if Nebuchadnezzar just fulfilled his role to uh, help to chastise the people of God and then join them in the mission that God had given all of his, pe- all of his people. But of course, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, as we say here in Jamaica land we love, he wanted to go around and around the bush. He wanted to go around and around the bush in order to finally be humbled by God. But really and truly, I don't want to be humbled in in the same way that Nebuchadnezzar was. I would rather allow God to humble me in the sense that I worship him every day. I'm in his presence. And when I see him high and lifted up on the throne of my life, then I can easily say, this is is the God who created me. This is the one in whom I, I have my being. I live in him. I breathe in him. I eat because of him. I have life because of him and life abundantly because of him. And so whichever way God has to give us humility, he will. But hopefully we will be responsive and his training will have met its target. And then finally, we can be among those whom the Bible says will inherit the earth. Remember Jesus, as he taught the Ten Commandments spiritually in Matthew chapter 5, he said that the meek will inherit the earth. And so I'm looking forward to the day when God will finally renew this earth, recreate, really, not just renew, recreate this earth, make it in the way that he intended from before there was a beginning. And then finally, we will begin to uh, grow in perfection as uh, Adam and Eve, where they left off, we will begin again. And then finally, finally, God will have met his target for us. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. Always remember, what God says matters most. His message shared through our lives has the power to change the world today and provide hope for the future. This has been Message Daily with L. David Harris. Until next time, make it a great day.